It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A, hour number two. It is Monday afternoon, 547 1610. If you would like to get involved in the program, you can also reach us via email, 610K1A.com, bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at bottom line 610. Parlor and Facebook at the bottom line 610. And our free mobile app is available through the Google Play and the Apple Stores. Rob Francis at Dawson with you, going to the phones. Thank you for joining the program. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Sparky Umatilla. What's up, Sparky? Hey, did, did you know the? Uh, now I got to get my thoughts together again. Darn it! You know, it, it's. Hey, I'm going to miss Jenna. You know. Anyway, hey, uh, uh, there's there's too much litigation going on. It's going to break this country. And you notice that most of the uh, politicians are attorneys, and I use them from time to time, and they're necessary, but. They're trained to argue, and this animosity is coming from the politicians. Now, did you see the wasted money that's going to go, $1.9 trillion? Did you see where some of that money's going to go? It's unbelievable. And $350 billion is going to bail, to bail out uh, Illinois, uh, Rhode, Rhode Island, California, Washington, Oregon, and Washington, because they get, oh Jesus, I'll tell you, it, it, we're, it's going. There's going to be a depression, guys. I'll catch you later. Appreciate the call five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. You can email us too by going to the website six ten k o n a dot com. The bottom line page, send us your question or your comment. A lot of frustration out there, Rob. Oh, no question. There's a lot of frustration and. Uh, you know, there are aspects of the coronavirus uh, bill that, of course, uh, Democrats promised would get passed right away. And it still hasn't gotten passed because there's way too many things in it that have nothing to do with coronavirus. And it's the same thing with House Resolution Number 1, which is also getting a lot of talk today, which once again deals with uh, voting and elections and would pretty much make it um, impossible to ever elect another Republican to the White House. Uh, it would ex- it would it would expand the motor voter laws, which are controversial to say the least, to nationwide. Uh, it would also expand mail-in balloting. Uh, it would remove the ability to purge voter rolls. Uh, I mean, now, here we are. What's even more interesting about this, when you think about it, mo- voter registration and purging voter rolls are things that sit in the purview of the state. Yes. Now you have the federal government stepping in and telling states what they can and cannot do with their voter rolls and how they can register people to vote. The only thing the federal government is supposed to say or be involved in when it comes to voting is 
who can vote. That's it. But by taking anybody off of the voter roll, whether they're dead or illegally in this country or a felon or whatever, then you are suppressing the right to vote. Yes, you are suppressing the dead's right to vote. Well, I'm sure that their family knew how they were going to vote, so can't they just do that? Well, sure. They could just fill their ballot out for them because they knew that lifelong conservatives would vote Democrat. Um, and it just it's it's a, it's a horrible problem position to have to be in. But that brings me to that brings me to uh, another thing as we discuss rights. Ed. okay, as we discuss rights over the weekend, I I, I read a story. It just kind of made my jaw drop a little bit. That happens from time to time. <laughs> uh, it happens from time to time that I read something and makes my jaw drop. There is. A professor, maybe somebody saw this, um, who came out, the story came out over the weekend. He's a professor at Columbia University. His name is Carl Hart. And Professor Hart, he's a professor of psychology and neuroscience, chairs the psych department, and apparently does heroin on a regular basis. Oh, was that on his resume? I, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was on his resume, but he, he said in his new book, Drug Use for Grownups, Chasing Liberty in the Land of Fear, that he snorted small amounts of heroin for as many as 10 days in a row and enjoyed it very much. Oh, okay. He said he's experienced mild withdrawal symptoms 12 to 16 hours after the last time he, you know, he, he, he popped a toot. Um, thinks the discomfort is a worthwhile trade-off. Quote, mm-hmm. quote, there aren't many things in life that I enjoy more than a few lines by the fireplace at the end of the day. Okay, so this is a college professor. College professor. Okay. The experience leaves him refreshed and prepared to face another day. Oh. Yeah. Now, he studies the effects of psychoactive drugs on people. Finds his use of heroin to be as rational as his alcohol use. Well, I was going to say, is he like using his own experiences for his academic research? Is that how he's portraying it? Well, he he uses it to maintain his work-life balance. Oh, okay. His work-life balance. Hmm. Now, he goes on in his book to make the case that the demonization of drug use and not drugs themselves has been a tremendous scourge on America. And it's reinforced enduring structural racism because now we're going to stop. We're going to stop at this moment. Okay. How many claims have you heard that it's the introduction of drugs into low-income and minority communities that's to blame for the situations that some minority groups have found themselves in? Actually, I hear that a lot from from one side of the aisle. Okay, but this guy is saying it's not the drugs. It's the demonization of the drug use. So so demonizing drug use, instead of just letting it all be legal, let it all be legal, the drugs themselves haven't ripped apart minority communities. No, the demonization of the drug use has, not the drugs themselves. Okay. 
So crack and heroin and meth and cocaine and all these other drugs that we have found have destroyed communities, particularly those that are low income. It's not the drug. It's the demonization of the drug that is in, that is built and reinforced our enduring structural racism, not doing drugs. Okay. Somebody so, help me with that one. Okay. So just so I'm clear, this college-level professor. Columbia University. Yeah, it's an Ivy League school. Ivy League school. This guy, this guy in the academia world, yes, he's risen pretty high. I no pun intended. Yeah, he's risen pretty high as you know, as a self-proclaimed hardcore drug user. So that's one thing. Number two, I want to make sure that I'm clear what he's saying. It's not the drugs, but it's the drug use that is that's to blame. Is, am I understanding that correctly? Yes, it is the approach on drug use, not the drugs themselves. Okay. So, that should mean then any anything deemed a drug should no longer be taxed. Because therefore, you know, this whole idea of a sin tax, it's not the thing that we need to be focusing on. It's the activity. Well, he's not getting into the tax part of it. It's no, just the legality aspect of it. Well, I am. It's so, interesting. So, obviously, he's for decriminalizing hard drug use. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but if you decriminalize it, therefore, the next step should be it should be available to everyone. Right? If it's If it's... If it's uh, no longer illegal to to take heroin, the next barrier that needs to be broken down is everyone should have access to it. Well, heroin is pretty expensive, I'm told. If especially if it's, you know, well, so it, it, it depends. You see where I'm like, going like, with that? Yeah, like it's everything. It's a slippery slope. I understand, but hey, if we're gonna if we're gonna go down this slippery slope, let's go all the way. It's interesting because he he goes on to say that uh, legalized drugs would be safer. Oh, we, they would. They would. Legalized uh, drugs would be safer. So you do want to tax them. Yeah. Regulated like alcohol, mm-hmm. free from contamination, mm-hmm. and a source of tax revenue. Yes. Criminalizing substances has had a negative impact on the poor and people of color. Really? Yeah, that's that's what he says. Okay. He says it's about our liberty. It's about me protecting your liberty and you're protecting mine because he believes that it is a fundamental right. Oh, the right. There we again. go. Now that's see now we were we're getting to it. Okay. We were getting to it. Here fundamental we go. right. Okay. Now the CDC may not agree with Professor Hart. Well, they should. He's a professor. Well, the CDC says heroin-involved overdoses in the United States were just under 15,000 in 2018. 115,000 Americans died from heroin-linked overdoses between 1999 and 2018. But if they followed this guy's advice and decriminalize it and then also uh, make it under the purview of the federal government, it'll be safer. Nobody will overdose. The prices may go through the roof, but that's okay, because then we could fund schools right? with heroin money. Yes, of course. You're up on the bottom line. Well, we already do it with pop money. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Jimmy Tanner. What's in your mind, Jim? 
as a libertarian, this is kind of in the same view that drugs should be legal. But I also know that they're going to go the other way and say the government's going to pay for them. And that's the problem I have. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. There's even bigger problems than that, especially when when you get one of the, you know one of the one of the arguments that I love whenever this comes up or things like this come up is people talk when people talk about deaths as a result of controversial things like legalizing drugs. They bring up cars, cars. Yes, they bring up auto fatalities. Forty thousand Americans every year lose their life on the highway because of cars. No one's saying, aren't you concerned that we have these cars available? is coming from someone that snorted heroin for 10 days in a row that rationale aren't we concerned about cars you you have to take a test to drive a car you have to have a license to drive a car you have to have insurance to drive a car we're not proposing any of those things to legalize heroin are you no 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 tests no license no anything just legalize the heroin Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610. If you want to get involved, CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator, Clearwater in Kennewick. 30% off sale extended through the rest of the month of February by $100 worth of products at CBD American Shaman. Get 30% off your entire order, 100% all-natural CBD products, backed with the test results on their website for you to see for yourself. Nothing to hide at CBD American Shaman and 100% money-back guarantee as well for 30 days. CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. But all of this is leading up. Our discussion regarding Professor Hart and his his love of heroin, leading up to the point that the man believes that it is a fundamental right that you should be able to do that. But I think when we get into this conversation, Ed, of things like doing heroin as a fundamental right, we confuse rights with choices. Again, you have the right to say what you want. But you don't necessarily have the right to use that speech to endanger somebody else. You don't have the right to speak for someone else. Even if your way is the correct way? That is absolutely 100% correct. You don't have the right to do something that infringes on someone else's right. But even if it's, you know, the ends justify the means? Yeah, it doesn't really work that way. Oh. It, it's, it's unfortunate, I know. Mm-hmm. You would think that it should, but it doesn't. Because, you see, we all have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You don't have the right to impinge my life, my liberty, or my pursuit of happiness. You don't have the right to commit a crime. You don't have the right to engage in illegal activity. You don't have the right to engage in said illegal activity, particularly if it is going to infringe upon someone else's right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So if you think you have the right to do heroin, that it's a fundamental right, then at what point in time does that fundamental right 
infringe on someone else's fundamental right where your heroin abuse becomes a problem for them. That's the trick, isn't it? That's the trick. That's the key. At well, one and, point and in I mean, time... We're using the example of heroin use, but, I mean, really, it can apply to just about anything in today's world, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we, we've been talking about this, where some people believe that by getting rid of negativity, hate speech, whatever you want to say, even if it's just a political difference of opinion... That will make this world a better place, certainly this country a better place, when more people get along. That is viewed by some as infringing on my right to think and, you know, feel a certain way, even if it goes against what you may think or feel is the best way. But that's the, you know, that's, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to zoom out again, fair warning. That is why they call this country, the United States of America, the grand experiment. Never before had this particular way of doing things been done. There have been some variations because the founding fathers took bits and pieces of existing societies. Yes, to to form this hodgepodge and we still struggle with that balance how do we how do we do that how do we have a society in which you think one way i think the other way and without infringing on the other person's rights and liberties and freedoms have a functioning society let's go to the phones you're up on the bottom line who's this where are you calling from today Hey, guys, it's Neil. Uh, good Hi, conversation. Neil. I like this one. Um, I think one thing, Rob, I'll, I'll agree with what you were saying there about the uh, the rights to life. Well, both of you, rights to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. But I think one of the things that we're leaving out of the conversation is what is a crime? Who is the aggrieved party? You know, um, Rob, you could, you could dress a certain way, and I could be offended by that. But it, did you damage me other than my eyes, you know? Uh, did I hurt you in some way? I, I think we need to really be careful about, you know, legislating feelings versus actual true damages uh, when we start defining what's illegal and what's a crime and what's not. I, I don't disagree with Without you, question. Neil, but, but see, what's what's been happening is this narrative has been posed for long enough time that you should be triggered when you are faced with this situation or that situation you know you you really should be upset when this happens to you even though you haven't been upset before now you really need to and and people get that drilled in their head long enough then they start feeling like a victim and that leads to legislating feelings you know now the muppet show is going to make more kids cry than it ever did in its entire course of existence because of disney's disclaimers just telling you now it's going to be Kids are going to be triggered and scarred watching The Muppet Show thanks to Disney. No, it's, never it's eventually it going to get canceled is what's going to happen. That's that's how well, they own it now. Once once they do that and they go all woke and nobody wants to watch it, revenue goes down. Well, what's the point in keeping it? Let's just cancel it, which was what they wanted to do in the first place. 
speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, Perfection Tire, four locations here in the Tri-Cities to serve you. Make sure you check out their website, perfectiontire.com, see all the services they provide. It is a lot more than just tires, but if you are looking for tires, there's no better place to go for selection, for your vehicle, brands that they carry. Tell you what, Perfection Tire is the premier place in the Tri-Cities to make sure that your vehicle is taken care of and running the way it should. Four locations in the Tri-Cities and PerfectionTire.com. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What is your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Matt from Goldendale. What's up, Matt? Hey, uh, under our Constitution, we're guaranteed freedom of the press. Is that correct? Freedom, a, a free press is included in the First Amendment, yes. Okay, so then what happens when you have uh, two people, maybe three people that own the press and their views are the same and they control what, what is going out in the media? So that's not freedom of the press. That is their di- directive to tell the American people what is going to be heard. That's true. The problem is... It's also free enterprise. What do you do do with that? I mean, mean, uh, do you sue them and and take your chances in court saying, well, they're all colluding to send the same message? I mean, what do you do with that? Well, you just answer your own question. You take it to court. I think it needs to go to the courts and uh, say that they're colluding and... uh, Oh, wow, wait a minute. Wasn't that what Donald Trump did? But uh, anyway, (laughs) it's it's a big farce what we have going on here. We got our alphabet news system going on here, and uh, we're not getting told freedom of the press. If the reporters really want to report what is going on, other than what they're dictated to say, uh, we're not we're not getting the true press. We're just getting somebody's opinion. Appreciate the okay. call. What, what what you actually have is is one. It's free enterprise. So they're privately owned entities. They have to have a license in order to operate. So with that license, all that license really says is they have to do no harm to the community. And doing no harm. Uh, is a very, very broad statement. Take it to another level. You also have people who run the operations, and therefore they decide who they want to hire and not hire. And what you have seen, particularly at the national level or the mainstream level, is people hiring people with like ideologies. Um, So that's really where it comes in. So if you think that that is something that can make it through a court system successfully, good luck. Uh, Also, President Trump didn't file any kind of lawsuit in regards to uh, the media or the way it operates. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Mahoney over in Richland. As, as much as I do appreciate Matt's thoughts on that, I think a lot of people misconstrue not only the freedom of the press, freedom of religion, freedom of speech. It's about government control of speech, government control of the press, government control of the of religion. 
break, we were trying to break away from uh, what the Crown was doing in Britain, controlling all aspects of that. I mean, granted, we do have uh, our alphabet networks uh, backing up the Democrat Party, but it's their choice to do so. The government's not telling them what to broadcast. That is absolutely correct. Now, many would think that the government is telling them what to broadcast because they happen to be ideologically aligned with said government. Um, but the the free operation of the press. Now, you could have an interesting discussion over PBS and things such as that that are that do get money from the federal government in order to operate because they are considered to be public television and you have public radio as well. Um, you could make interesting discussions about what they do and what they put out um, because they receive federal funds. But your alphabet networks are private entities. And even though they have to get licensed by the federal government, they are not owned by the government, as the caller correctly said. Um, Not to mention, looking into the Bill of Rights, the freedoms that are afforded to you are just to make sure the government is not running the show. Now, remember, it was Henry VIII who decided to take control of the church, too, and bring it all under one. He created the Protestant religion because... The Pope wouldn't give him a divorce, wouldn't grant him a divorce. So he created the Protestant religion so that he could get his divorce, and he brought two things underneath, and then he wielded a wielded a campaign to force people to follow the faith of the state. So that's your basis for freedom of religion and if you really look at it yes a last caller absolutely dead on the nose that these were all things the first the, the the five freedoms under the first amendment are all things that were being done by the monarchy in england five four seven one six ten controlled by i should say Yes, 509-547-1610. You can also email the show if you'd like. Go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. But the, this, the, the, the notion of freedom, and as we, we, we talked about it, tying it to Professor Hart, who thinks that you should have the ability to do whatever drug you want, that it's a fundamental right if you want to do heroin like him. Um. That falls, that's that's as, as liberal a way to discuss rights as you possibly can. Because, again, we fail to take into consideration, and we got an email from Joe on Outlook that touches on this. My problem with your right to do drugs always ends up impacting me because of the thievery and other antisocial things drug addicts have to do to support their habit. You impinge on someone else's right. If you can't afford your habit... You tend to do what you need to do to be able to get said fix. But if the government is supplying you with your drugs, then you don't need to rob or steal or prostitute or anything like that that is illegal to support that habit if the government is helping you support your habit. 
Hence, why he's calling for the legalization of it. Which again, because it eliminates the, the the that nasty element. Well, right? it also it also eliminates haves and have nots. Sure, because the government will give you. It's just, it's it's the whole reason why they want the safe injection sites. Right, so you can go and muscle your dope and not interfere. Go be high in a corner somewhere. That way you won't know what's going on. And you're not hurting anybody no, if you're just off by yourself no, doing your own no, thing. No, that way we can keep we can keep the majority of society stoned and do what we want to do with no pushback and resistance because you're drooling in a corner. And we don't have to worry about you voting. We don't have to worry about you running for office. We don't have to worry about you speaking at a city council meeting. We don't have to worry about you signing a petition or creating an initiative no you're gonna be drooled in a corner in a fetal position because we're just gonna dose you up all day long and And you're happy because you're doing what you like to do that's right and we're gonna just take you out of the equation but we're gonna do it under the guise of saying you've got the right to do this i like it i think we should go with it Tell you, it's amazing how they do this, isn't it? It's amazing how this works out. It's your right to detach from society. But, you know, here's the other part of this, Ed, that everybody forgets. Somebody's got to pay for it. Well, that's an easy fix. Somebody's got to pay for the first responders that go to the overdose. Somebody's got to pay for the hospital visit, the ER visit. Somebody's got to pay if eventually they take it too far and they can't be brought back. So someone's got to pay for that, too. Someone's got to pay for, for, for all of that but stuff. But that's an easy fix. Uh, raise but taxes. See that, but see, that's the thing. is Somebody's got to pay for it. And if you raise taxes, as you continue to go down this road, eventually there's not going to be enough money out there because there's not going to be enough people that have the ability to pay the jacked-up taxes because they're going to be on the street after they lose everything because they can't afford to pay the increased power, uh, power bill or increased gas in their car. They can't afford their mortgage they can't afford all these other things so guess where they wind up so then you wind up losing people to foot the bill and then what do you do i think we go to the phones you're up on the bottom line who's this where are you calling from today renee from prosser what a social worker was talking to me about this when they take the criminality out of heroin meth and cocaine like they did in oregon since it's no longer a criminal offense and they release the people from uh, jail or prison the children that are in foster care because they were illegal are returned to those situations. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. Obviously that's, (laughs) but that's that. Yes. I mean, we're, we're taking the lighter approach to this, obviously tongue in cheek, but yeah, there's obviously there's, a million problems with this. Well, there's there's beyond a million problems because then we look at what the state of Washington has already done, and you look and you, they point to the drug abuse leading to homelessness, and we look at all the money they've wasted on homelessness, not correcting any issues with that. Bottom line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610 is the number. If you'd like to you know, you realize that the grunge era is officially 30 years old now? 
No way. <laughs> yeah. The grunge era is officially... Oh, my God. Today, Kurt Cobain would have been 45. We're old. <laughs> hey, I was back east when all this was going on. I was still listening to Kiss, man. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm sorry. This is Matt again. Okay, uh, Mac. My, make it quick, my, buddy. Okay, my question is, is that uh, if you get pulled over for DWI, you're, you're going to jail, you got to go in front of the judge and everything like that, but if you get pulled over for LSD, heroin, crack cocaine, and they're just going to give you a ticket, is, is that what I'm understanding here? No. It's still, oh. It would still be a DWI, DUI. You would still be the same thing because you're driving under the influence of a substance. Alcohol is perfectly legal, but driving while intoxicated is not. Yeah. It's the same thing. Oxycodone is legal. You can get it with a prescription, but driving under the influence of oxycodone is not. Yeah, it's still... It's nothing to do with driving at no, all. No, it just... Uh, yeah, any, any in, anything that makes you impaired... You know whether it's legal or not can still get you. You know people people can get impaired on too much Nyquil. That is correct. But you can get Nyquil pretty easily. You you do whippets to get behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> whippets. <laughs> I mean, sir, hey, look, <laughs> not <laughs> ready whips. You is are perfect. old. Ready whip is perfectly legal. <laughs> you are old. Oh, you're not kidding. I'm old. <laughs> Five four seven one six ten, five zero nine five four seven one six ten. If you'd like to join the party, that's got a few more minutes left in it. You know, but as as we look at this, and, and especially in Washington, Washington State is not the is not the bastion for fixing these issues. Um, we we have created. You remember the Tom Hanks movie? Speaking of going back in time, called the Money Pit. Yeah. Well, that is what Washington State has become with many social issues. They have become a money pit. They just continue to flush money down the drain with no visible progression at all in solving the problem. At all. Their ideas for solving these problems, ah, you know what, but we're just not even going to bother. We're not even going to have a hearing anymore. We're not going to bother trying to correct, even if jail is what needs to be done for an individual. We're not going to do it anymore because, well, that's not fair. That That's just punishing somebody. Well, the coddling method doesn't seem to be working very well. The coddling method doesn't seem to be working very well. So you need to find a new approach. There needs to be another means and another method to try and and deal with some of these issues. And unfortunately, we do know that chemical abuse, substance abuse, can alter your physiology. It It can alter your chemistry. It can hurt you to a degree that you can't come back, much like any type of substance. It can do damage to where you go beyond the ability to come back. Can't be helped anymore because you've, you've had enough of certain substances that it has altered you forever. And you are not the person that you were in, in more than one aspect. So then you're left 
with another completely different situation, which is how do you care for individuals like this? What do you do about those situations? What do you do about that? I mean, people that chronically abuse drugs have physical pain when they are not abusing that drug after a period of time. Yeah. The body just the the the, 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 the they call them the rakes that you just can't function without the drug because it has taken such a hold on your body. How do you prevent somebody from getting to that point? Can you prevent someone from getting that to that point? Because that is called a choice. So is it a fundamental right for someone to go down that road to make that choice? Or if you make that choice, you go down that road, you get to a point where you become dependent upon society because you can't do anything other than feed your addiction. Are you now impinging on the rights of everyone else in society because you have be, you have made this choice to follow this path and you have now become a burden upon said society? Does that now impinge on the rights of everyone else or are you well within your ability to make a choice in your life to go down that road and now everyone else has to pay for it? The, the tricky part in answering that is the person that is abusing the drugs very, very, very infrequently comes to that realization. Sometimes they do and see what they are doing is affecting their relationships at work and their family and they want to turn themselves around. That does happen. But more often than not, those people are so consumed by their addiction that they don't see that. So then what do you what are you left with? their loved ones, their friends, other people, society, seeing what they're doing, do they have a right to stop that person from doing what they believe is right for them? Here's it's, the, it's a mess. Well, it's, it's, it's a tricky thing. It is. But here's the one thing that can't be disputed. You can make a choice. You have the right to make a choice. Yes. But your choice isn't necessarily a right the choice you make isn't necessarily a right. You don't have the right to break the law. You don't have the right to commit a crime. You don't have the right to become a burden upon society. You choose. You make choices. You choose to break the law. You choose to associate with people who might break the law. You choose to try an illegal substance. You can choose to not do it again. You can choose to do it multiple times. You can choose all of these things. But your choice doesn't mean that it is a fundamental right that you enjoy. Unless it's whippets. Well, who who can choose against Ready Whip? I mean, really. We We got a message real quick on our mobile app. You said the right to choose and choose the consequences. Appreciate it. Yep. That's all for the bottom line. Don't go anywhere. All the day's news, weather forecast, and more. The Afternoon Report next.